the Supreme Court read down the provision granting reservations for Marathas on 5th May 2021. In doing so, it affirmed the 50% rule and held that states no longer have the power to identify socially and educationally backward classes after the 102nd Amendment Act of 2018. In this four-part series of SEO Explains, we look at the hearings and the arguments in the Maratha Reservations case and place them in context. In the previous episode, we looked at the litigation history of the case. In this episode, we consider the rationale and the development of the 50% limit on reservations. These episodes were recorded in April, prior to the pronouncement of the judgment. We also just want to spend a little more time on the 50% rule because uh, we think that a nuanced understanding of this rule is required to put the arguments made in context, the arguments that the petitioners and respondents made before the Supreme Court in context, right? Because uh, our general understanding of the rule is that, oh, Indra Sani just has this 50% limit and all the state governments and the central government needs to formulate its reservation policy based on this. But this case actually opened up a lot more nuanced um, uh, probes and doubts on this rule itself. So we're just going to spend like five minutes uh, just talking about the genesis of uh, the 50% limit on reservation and then just move on to the arguments. So Mihir is just going to take us through the origin of the rule and its evolution. So reservations find a base in the constitution in three separate ways. You have in the legislature, you have articles 330, 332, and you also have articles 15.4 and 16.4. So article 16.4 provides for reservation in public employment and 15.4 provides for it in various other fields, notably higher education. So these two articles have the 50% limit placed on them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to trace the development of this limit, beginning with the origin in the case of M.R. Balaji versus the state of Mysore in 1962. So in this case, the state of Mysore had reserved 68% of seats in higher education for non-Brahmins. So the main holding of this case was that caste cannot be the sole factor for reservation. However, the unanimous judgment by this five-judge bench also held that there was a limit of 50% on reservations. And they had three main reasons for this. And I'll use this case as a starting point to explore all of these three arguments and reasons so we can understand the Maratha reservation challenge in context as well. So the first and main one is that it will affect merit and efficiency of society as a whole. So this argument says that open competitive merit ensures that graduates and employees will actually be com competent and is this necessary for you know, efficiency of society. Some have actually attempted, the, attempted to connect this to the constitution as well. So article 335 of the constitution says that efficiency of administration should be a consideration when making special provisions for Dalits and Adivasis. So it is argued that the efficiency and merit should be considered for all forms of reservation for all communities by virtue of this article. Before we go on to the second reason, it's worth noting that many academics and anti-caste activists have challenged this argument. The question whether they question whether there's any actual evidence that efficiency is affected by reservation, 
and they also men they also talk about how merit is a function of privilege it's not a neutral value so the second reason is a more textual and legal argument the text for article 154 allows for special provisions to be made the use of the word special might indicate that it should not be the normal course and that's why there should be a limitation of reservations to a minority below 50% the balaji case had also ruled that reservations are an exception to the general rule under article 151 that prohibits discrimination so if something is an exception it cannot take the overall general rule of equality and that's why it should remain below 50% however various cases have denied this exception reasoning So it's clear today that Article Fifteen Four is not to be read as an exception; it's to be read as an enabling provision, and this is something which is part of the Constitution's vision for equality. So this leaves the argument in a grey area. If it's no longer an exception, should reservations still remain below fifty percent? And third, you have the reasonableness or balance argument, which basically says that even if Article Fifteen Four is not an exception. it should still be implemented within reasonable limits and a balance must be struck between various guarantees of the constitution so the main thing they ask for here is that the rights of equal opportunity of those who don't have reservations should also be considered and balanced when providing reservations so these three main arguments with minor variations have been the sort of uh, arguments forwarded in favor of the 50% limit over time However before we move on just two more things are worth mentioning first is that this case MR Balaji was decided on article 154 because it dealt with education all the subsequent cases actually dealt with article 164 which is about public employment but they did still relied on this Balaji case the textual argument is slightly different for article 164 because it doesn't mention the word special provision Instead it says that uh, article 164 allows for reservations when a community is not adequately represented. So they argue that adequate is not the same as proportionate and the word was used to ensure that more than 50% was not granted. A second thing we need to mention is Dr Ambedkar actually discussed this issue in the constituent assembly. So when debating what is now article 16 he stated that reservation should be confined to a minority of seats in order to maintain equality of opportunity there have been various debates on how this speech can be applied in courts and whether his reasoning aligns with the constitution as it stands today basically whether ambedkar was actually thinking of article 164 as an exception and since the courts have denied that then ambedkar's speech can no longer be applied so that briefly covers the history of the arguments in favor of the rule Since then we have after Balaji we have T Devdasan versus the Union of India which was a five judge bench which unanimously applied the 50% limit then in state of Kerala versus NM Thomas in 1975 we have two judges of the five judge bench casting doubt on this rule they say it's a rule of caution and not an absolute rule and then in KC Vasanth Kumar versus the state of Karnataka in 1985 we have one judge supporting this limit and one judge holding against it the other three judges don't explicitly deal with it so this put the limit in uh, uncertain territory and indra sani then came to address this question uh, it's also worth noting in kc vasanth kumar that justice chinnappa reddy's judgment provides 
a rare judicial counter against the merit or efficiency argument. Kritikal now addressed the Indrasani case. Yeah. So, uh, like I mentioned in the beginning of the presentation, we all have this unilateral understanding of uh, what Indrasani uh, proposes, is that it's, it, it puts a limit on reservation to 50%. But a more nuanced reading would uh, argue otherwise. So what I'm going to do in the next couple of minutes is to just try to unpack what nine uh, judges thought of this 50% rule and whether they all spoke in one voice. So what we have is we have we have six opinions um, written by six um, judges of the nine judge bench. So we don't have a majority and a dissent. Instead, what we have is we have one dissent and we have somewhat concurring opinions with different nuances, right? So we have, so I'm just going to categorize, I'm just going to call them as camps or cohorts, right? So you have, uh, the first camp is Justice Savant, who basically held that 50% limit ex exists, but it is on a case-to-case -case basis. If there are uh, situations which merit that reservation needs to be granted uh, above 50%, then the state or the central government may do so. But he did not give a list or illustration of what those valid grounds or exceptions would look like. Right. So he gave a general rule and then he said a general exception and he said it, 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 the, uh, the court has to look at the merits of each of the case right that is justice Savant's camp and then you have justice jeevan reddy's camp uh, he wrote the concurring opinion for uh, three others um, including himself right so what he said is um, the 50 percent rule uh, is not absolute it can be breached but it can be breached in circumstances wherein uh, the state has to accommodate communities who are away from mainstream civilization. So he came up with this exception, what is generally called as the far-flung community exception. So what he suggested is if the state government or the central government wants to uh, uh, improve social and uh, economic mobility and edu educational mobility of these groups who are away from main, national mainstream, then the 50% uh, exception, a 50% rule can be breached, right? And then you have another camp. So you have Justice uh, S.R. Pandian, who unequivocally stated that uh, we, the, we, uh, the Constitution does not envisage a 50% rule, right? He said 50% rule is unscientific. We can't just um, come up with a number, which an arbitrary number without taking into consideration the diversity of our country and there has been no scientific study to kind of suggest that uh, we need this 50% limit. So he left it for the governments to kind of uh, make policy decisions as and when required and he said if uh, in cases where uh, there are ma the majority of, of population is backward then you might need reservation which is over 50%. Right? And then you have the last camp, which um, again unequivocally recommends that 50% rule is absolute. There can be no exception. Right? So under no circumstance can government's reservation policy uh, breach this 50% rule. So you have Justice Kuldeep Singh, Justice uh, T.N. Thoman and Sahai who wrote for themselves 
uh, in this camp in the next episode we look at the hearings and the arguments regarding the set of issues on the 50% limit including whether or not the limit should have been reconsidered whether it applied to the maratha case or whether it was a binding precedent at all